All right, so of all the areas that you can put off for another day, this is not one of them. This very podcast will separate you from the crowd. This very podcast is like approaching the finals and the professor stomping his foot, his or her foot on the ground saying, listen to what I'm saying, hear this. You're gonna see it again. You're gonna wanna know this, hint, hint. That's where we are today. Lean in with me on this one. This is how we go from real estate being a hobby to an actual profession. Hello, my friends. Kenny Stevens here, and welcome to Rookie Real Estate, where your road to success begins right here and right now. Whether you're transitioning from your day job to your dream job, or you're on the road to your first 50 transactions. Success is in the details, my friends, and we're going to unpack the fundamental principles required for you to thrive. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right, it's great to be back. We are killing this buyers series. Let me remind you, my friends, buyers are likely to be your very first few transactions. So understanding this process is critical in your initial success in this business. We've got to take this from being a hobby to an actual profession, and buyers are going to be the fastest money that you can make in that process. It builds confidence. It brings in money. Your spouse or your loved one is dragging on you going, where's the money? Show me the money. You can actually bring it home. So that's why we're diving into the series, putting lots of detail in. Some of it maybe sound like common sense, but you would be shocked how many people don't do what I'm describing needs to be done through the buying process. So just jump in, hold on, grab what you need to grab, apply it to what you do every single day. And also don't forget, share it with somebody else who needs it. Send your comments, send your uh, encouragements, send the things you don't like to me so that we can get better. But give us a five-star review and let's get this out in front of rookies and newbies all across the nation. Thank you for your support. Let's get right to this. Now, this series is designed for you to see the entire process from start to finish so that you won't be caught off guard. That's what we're trying to avoid here. So there's absolutely no way that I can break down every possible scenario, but you will see over time that 90% of every transaction is the same. It's the 10% that you've got to really keep an eye on. Knowing how to identify red flags and eliminate head, you know, when they, when things come in and roadblocks come and block your path, you got to be able to identify those. Now, soon this will become second nature to you. So it's going to be like riding a bicycle. But at first, man, you're trying to balance, you're trying to steer, you're trying to pedal. Where's the brakes? What's going on? I need a helmet. I want to be able to survive this, but it will become easier. Being able to teach your clients 
what to expect next, and preparing them for the next hurdle, which you've got to know what's coming in order to teach them that, will make this process actually enjoyable for them. Let's also remind ourselves, since we're chasing this rabbit, your clients will not likely remember all the things that you did for them during their buying or selling process, but they will remember how you made them feel. Don't forget that. Now it's funny, I've said this saying several times in the past week uh, since you know we were we had Michael Brown on here and we went through the mortgage process, you know, talking about how that the ins and outs of that. But I've said this in the past seven days, and I thought, you know, I need to share it. I've said the difficult experiences we face throughout transactions make us better agents. That's assuming that you're willing to learn from your mistakes. I've had several of my agents come to me this past week with challenges, and it's so fun to help them dissect the issue and to answer their own questions. Guys, this is not unnormal for people who've been in the business for 30 years. Every transaction is going to have its challenges. That's why we're doing what we're doing here. That's why we're learning. That's why we grow and we never stop this process. So as we get ready to dive in, are you ready to knock this out? All right, today I want to talk you through creating your own personalized buyer's consultation. Now, remember, getting a lead captured and into your office is paramount to a successful transaction and long-term repeat business. Agents often dread the calling process, and by the time they actually capture somebody, they don't have anything ready for the next step. If you are brand new, this is why I preach and preach about this process taking three to six months to launch. There's a lot to be done in a short period of time. All right, so of all the areas that you can put off for another day, this is not one of them. This very podcast will separate you from the crowd. This very podcast is like approaching the finals and the professor stomping his foot, his or her foot on the ground saying, listen to what I'm saying, hear this. You're gonna see it again. You're gonna wanna know this, hint, hint. That's where we are today. Lean in with me on this one. This is how we go from real estate being a hobby to an actual profession. Now, realistically, Buyer consultations can come in many forms, from seminars to booklets to pamphlets uh, with a, a buying roadmap that's real pretty to look at. And I want to focus today on the creation of your multimedia presentation, something you have on Prezi or Keynote or PowerPoint or any type of program that you choose to use with whatever type of computer you're going to have that you actually created and a presentation delivery system that is you know, popular in wherever you're at. So having something multimedia and something they can look at. People learn through hearing and seeing and writing. Those are the ways that they learn. Give them the opportunity to learn from you. Now my process covers all three of those and so should yours. I present the information they need visually, 
uh, talk about each slide by making it relevant to their specific situation, and I provide them with a 35-page buyer's guide that they can take notes on and take home with them to reference later that has all the pretty pictures and the roadmaps, something they can leave with. Now, I honestly cannot think of a buyer that I've gotten into my office that hasn't bought a house with me. I just cannot, I, I was when I was putting this together, thinking how long has it been or if it's ever been, I just can't think of one. If you can get them in the office, it's critical to your success. Now I'm sure over the years there has been some, but it's not, and it's not that I'm some great Greek God that closes everybody that I meet. It's not that. It's that when you have a proven method by which you can connect with somebody and empower them with knowledge and therefore help them obtain what they want, it works. So let's do this. Now, if you're not tech savvy, then draw what I'm describing on napkins and hire out somebody to put this together in digital form for you. Don't stay in your lane. Don't get out of your lane if this is not your thing, but create what I'm going to lay out for you. Give it to somebody and pay them to put it together. They probably won't cost that much as long as you get it together and get moving on it. So I'm going to walk you through mine so that you can create your own from there. All right, I'm gonna break down the slides that we have and I'm gonna describe what they look like and so that you can create something similar for yourself and give you a little bit of information of why we have the slides where we have them and in the order that we have them so that you'll know that there's a purpose behind and a direction that we're going through this process. Now remember, this is education for your buyer, but it's also, people may have bought 20 and 30 homes. You know, they may be big investors, but it's been five years, probably not 20 or 30, but you know, two or three or four homes, but it's been five or 10 years since they bought something. So even experienced people need this presentation so they can be updated on the market and how you do things and are successful in what you do. Now our slide one, uh, gets started right off the bat with our logo and our vision statement. Now I'm very partial to our vision statement. I love it because it truly defines who we are. And I appreciate Scott Parker for helping my wife and I really dive in deep to create that vision statement for who we are and what we do. It's simple and it's clean. Now in the background of this slide, you can tell that it's a picture of a bedroom, but that picture is slightly blurred. So you're seeing our logo, you're seeing our vision statement. This slide is, I mean, you can feel it. And it's the first slide and it just has a palatable feel to it. Now they look at it while I'm talking. It's there whenever they get here. Uh, we've done introductions. We talked about their life, you know, the what they do and what they like to do and things they like to go and places they want to, you know, all those things. We've already covered all that and it's up the whole time and they're able to see that picture. So it creates that warm environment. Now, our vision statement, and I've shared it several times on the podcast, but we're an empowering partner bringing agents, clients, and communities home. Simply put, we bring you home. That's slide one for us. Create that slide that can remain up while you do introductions that looks good, uh, something that has a feel to it because it's a first impression they're going to get. Don't slack on the first one. 
The rest of them get a little bit more logistical, but the first one is critical. So slide two, I show them that there are five steps to the buying process. Hire an agent, get pre-approved, find a home, negotiations, and then closings. So I put itemized all five of those so they're gonna see what those processes are and then we're gonna spend a little while breaking those down. Now anytime you're given a presentation, it's good to start by telling them what you're going to talk about, talk about your topic, and then wrap up telling them what you have taught them. It really brings it home. Now this process is no accident and just uh, th not and it's not just thrown together. Be intentional about this. This presentation gets tweaked all the time. And even though it's set, and there's a certain number of slides, I apply each slide to them, interweaving their story in the process of what I've already learned about them because I've already had phone conversations. I've gotten the appointments set up. I've already asked a few pre-screening pre questions, I'm sure. I can see the activity they had on my website of what kind of houses they're looking for and the type of area of town. I, I already know some things about them inherently just through what they're doing in our interaction. So I can bring that in. Not to mention that the introductory process that I talked about you know, three podcasts ago of how to bring them in and get them in the office. I mean, I'm learning this and then I'm repeating it to them so that they know that I'm hearing them. Now, we've created the master but also our agents take this and tweak it. There's going to be a day that when you have a lot of business and a buyer's agent, you're gonna to wanna to have this created so that you can hand it to them and go, here's what you say about me, about us, about our company. Here's the way we do it and then let them start making personalizing theirs. But it all begins with you. Maybe your brokerage or maybe your company has one already. You can take that. That's three steps ahead of the ball game that you can then make your own and really build from there. Now, don't negate the fact there will be a day that you're going to need a buyer's agent. That you're going to need help because you're going to grow. You are going to be a beast. That's why every step along the way is critical to do it right the first time so that you're not constantly having to reinvent the wheel or having to, you know, go back and golly, that was so ugly. You know, that represented me. Do it right. All right, slide number three. Chasing rabbits here. Slide number three, we have a picture of a guy's arm holding a pen, uh, pointing at a book. Now, there's a computer on the desk in this picture and a calendar. This text reads that we have the heart of a teacher and that we want to be, uh, we want to educate them on the buying process and that there are more, um, that this process can be enjoyable. So having the heart of a teacher is a big thing that we've learned from Dave Ramsey and our experience years and years listening to him. You know, pour out what you know so that they can experience that with you. But it's also creating a, establishing the roles in this relationship right here, with you being the teacher and them, in essence, being the student. Now, we also want to give your buyers permission to be a student, that it's okay for them to be learning in this process, that they don't have to have all the answers, that's why we're there. So that slide has multi-layers of effect in what we're trying to gain through this presentation. But it's merely a slide saying, we have the heart of a teacher, and the picture is showing somebody you know, reaching across a desk and pointing at something. It really drives home the feel that we're there to teach and to help. Now, slide number four, this goes back to our five-step process and says, step one in the center of the page with hire an agent. 
Now to us, that's critical. This slide is a dark slide. Uh, step one, hire an agent. We want them to know that hiring me, hiring you, is the very first step required in a successful real estate buying transactions. We do not want to gate the fact because there's a 14,000 other options they could choose, but they are in your office and you want them to hire you and specifically that day, and we'll get into that more in a minute. But there's also options where they can go by for sale by owners and new construction and uh, just calling signs. They need us and we need to tell them that so that they can feel that and, and we can develop that bond and that we're tying ourselves to them, that they need to hire an agent. Now, the bottom right corner says of that same slide, we place the needs of our clients above the commissions we make. Now, I explained on this slide that when you have to go to court, that it's probably best if you hire a lawyer before you go. That if you need a brain tumor removed uh, or something, a uh, brain surgery, that it's probably best that you go ahead and hire a brain surgeon or start interviewing them instead of just going to get a general practitioner. Now, I want to establish the fact that they don't want to go at this process alone because I'm implying it's reckless. And honestly, I truly believe that it is. So I'm saying it without saying it. I want them to feel the need that I'm here and that these steps are critical and that I've got the answers to what they need for them to be successful. Same thing with going into brain surgery. Same thing with going to court. You hire the people necessary for it to be a success and gain the outcome that you want. Now, slide number five says, here's why. Your agent is going to help you find your home at the best price among countless other tasks. Here's the best part. That's what it says. But here's the best part. 99% of the time, you don't have to pay the agent's commission. Actually, it does say that. Here's the best part. 99% of the time, you don't have to pay the agent's commission. The seller does. So that brings home the fact that they're not coming out of pocket for hiring you as their agent. They're getting all of this value for free because the sellers in our state here in Tennessee pay the commissions usually in the sale of a transaction home. So buyer side, get the benefit of the seller paying the commission. And we negotiate that directly with the listing agent or the seller themselves. So they get what we have to offer, one, a professional, and along the way, but it's for free. So we're driving that point home without saying some of the, we're saying it subtly and not really in your face. So we just established ourselves as a teacher who's highly skilled. I mean, their concern of being able to afford such an expert has been addressed. So we answer that question just right off the front bat to really take the edge off of this process. Now, I want to make sure that in our state and here, that if there is a for sale by owner, I don't say it's 100% of the time. I say it's 99% of the time because there are some circumstances that are rare that the seller's not willing to pay commission on the purchase if it's for sale by owner. But I let them know if that is if that ever occurs, they'll know it on the front end. We'll do a net sheet. We'll work it through the process. It won't be a surprise. But 99% of the time, the sellers pay it. So wherever you're at, apply this slide to how that works where you're at. Now, the question you may be thinking, man, Kenny, aren't you going to have 10 slides in the presentation telling them how awesome you are? Now, 
how many homes you've sold maybe is going to be listed out there uh, in, in the great things that you've done in your career. My response to this is people really don't care ultimately about all those accolades. Now, we can work in our value without putting up a slide that has all these presentations and awards and numbers and stats. We can imply it and they can pick it up and it's a little bit more subtle because honestly, whenever I'm on the other side of the desk, I don't care. I do want you to have street cred and uh, expertise, but I don't care like you got 14 awards last year. Uh, I want you to take care of me right now what I need. Now, we're building that authority and dropping in nuggets of social proof without being narcissistic. Don't be that guy or girl. This presentation is about them and their needs, not about you. We will work in. You'll see a couple of little hitters that will make it feel and establish the authority that we need to look like an expert that we are. Now, slide number six, this looks like a split screen. Scott took and split this down the middle. It's got different colors on one side than the other. And then it says pre-qualified versus pre-approved. And just under that, it says, what's the difference? We need them to understand, one, they need to hire us. Two, that we've got the value. But three, they've got to be able to afford what they're getting ready to buy. Now, this is where I start talking about the process of how they will be paying for the home. Never assume your clients need financing. Now, I recently heard it said, ask your clients if they will be paying cash or if they plan to take advantage of the low interest rates and obtain a mortgage. Now, when you word it like that, you give them the option as if they do have the ability to pay cash, but you also give them a plan B option that, hey, why don't we take advantage of the low interest rates just in case they actually can't pay cash? It's a win-win statement, so I'm going to repeat that again. If you say, will you be paying cash or do you plan to take advantage of the low interest rates that uh, are available in obtaining a mortgage? That really puts in, I don't know that I'd say it like that, but uh, uh, that really puts in the fact that they could go either way and doesn't exclude whichever direction they decide to go. Now, most will finance, so we want to get that ball rolling and establish who they plan to use. Now, if they don't have a preferred lender, I bet you already know who I'm going to be sending them to uh, after listening to the last two podcasts. But my first answer to them will always be Michael Brown, Churchill Mortgage. So they can use whoever they want. I just prefer that lender because he works out really well. Now, slide number seven uh, goes into a little bit more detail, and it's probably the most wordy slide that we have, but it also drives home the fact that how critical this part of the juncture is. If they can't afford to buy or they're not ready, then you've just saved yourself a lot of trouble. Now, we've split this page also with pre-qualified versus pre-approved. Uh, it's got two different colors on both sides, and then it itemizes some, the points of each one. Now, at the top of the page, it's bullet points. Now, we're going to have each one described uh, to compare to the other one so that we know what pre-qualified versus pre-approved is. Our job is to get them pre approved so they can actually know if they're ready, willing, able buyers. Now, for time and energy's sake, you need to know if they can, obviously, before you show them 50,000 houses that they can afford that price range. Yeah, they can buy, but it's 40,000 less than what you're showing them. Now, this is our time to shine when it comes to 
proven that we know what the difference is between the two and what's going to benefit them. So on the left side, we got pre-qual. It says general idea of how much you qualify for versus the right side is pre-approved specific amounts for which you've been approved. So general versus, versus specific, their strength in specific. The, the next line is uh, bullet points are provides general off the top of your head information to a lender where the pre-approved says you've actually provided documentation and proof of employment and income and taxes and debt and tax returns and all those things and it's been reviewed and approved. That shows strength. The next one is they makes realtors for prequal. They makes realtors and sellers suspect that you're merely window shopping versus if you're pre-approved, uh, it has more clout and lets realtors and sellers know that you are a serious, ready, willing, and able buyer. This is strength that you're looking for, prequal versus pre-approved. On the next line on prequal, not strong enough to support an offer, much less actually close the transactions. Where if you're actually pre-approved, uh, you've submitted a loan application and the ability to buy has been proven through what you've already submitted. It's the strength that you're looking for. You know, a prequal is a five-minute discussion on the phone with a lender, but pre-approval, you've actually submitted those documents for verification, credit's been pulled, you're strong, willing, and able to close the deal. Now, my friends, this slide alone will save you hundreds of miles on your car and thousands of gallons of gas and hours of your time that you will never get back. Don't work with buyers who are not ready, willing, and able to buy. It's okay to put them on the back burner and help them get to that process, but don't go showing them until it's time to show them and they can actually pull the trigger on something they fall in love with. Now, slide eight gets back to simple. We simply have a picture of Churchill Mortgage's logo and statement saying, our preferred lender. So that's a really easy one. We tell them about Churchill. Uh, and sometimes at that point, if, you've, if they've not spoken with Michael then or their preferred lender, then I'll call them on the phone. I'll stop this process depending on how much time I have and let them speak for 10 to 15 minutes on the phone while I step out of the room. Now, you can also uh, ask them to you know call on the way. We talked about that before they get there. But uh, if they haven't spoken to yet, I may even ask for permission to give their information to Michael Brown so that he's calling them after later after the appointment depending on how much time you have you can figure this step out but don't underestimate the power of this step in the process now slide number nine says find a home here's the fun part it actually says that find a home here's the fun part this is where we get rocking and rolling actually the reason why they're sitting across from us we just transitioned from the painful part to actually exciting part of what they see on HGTV. Now we can now honestly actually locate and buy a home in 30 minutes like they see on TV because we've gotten the hard stuff out of the way. Plus, we won't be allowing them to view every home in the whole city. We're gonna show them three, they're gonna pick one. We got 30 days later, we're closing, it's all good. You know, it doesn't always work out like that, but if you do this process right and teach this correctly and implement it, then you can show them three to five homes and actually, they'll pick the best one and close on it. So smile when you're saying this slide. You're actually fixing to lighten the mood. Let them know you're excited as well. I promise when you smile at them on this slide, they're going to smile back because they're actually excited. It gives them permission to for this process to be fun. They'll also likely take a deep breath and exhale. 
especially if they're first-time homebuyers. Don't fool yourself into thinking that these people haven't already been looking. 90% of buyers look online for months before they actually engage a realtor. With your pre-approval process, you've narrowed down thousands of homes for them to merely hundreds of what they can actually afford depending on where they live, work, and play. You've narrowed it down to even more. You've gotten it down to maybe 50 to 75 homes in a geographical area, but then it narrows more. Every step of this process brings it closer so that you're actually getting them into a position where they can make a decision. Some people are fast. Some people you cannot give too many options to, or they can't give too many options to themselves because they'll never be able to pull the trigger. And the goal is to buy a house without it taking 10 years. All right, slide number 10. This is the slide we discuss how I prefer to look at homes. Now, this slide says Home Scout and has a picture of a lady looking at her phone. This is where we educate our buyers on how to avoid disappointment. We let them know that places like Zillow and other big name places only carry 65 to 70% of the available homes for sale on the market and that they are often weeks behind and with updating their information and even more often than not and inaccurate on some of that information. So we want to get them into a searching process, depending on what company you're at, depending on what you have available to you, whether you have Boomtown or you have uh, Churchill Mortgage has Home Scout and it's an app, whatever you have available to you, you want to put them in some type of search that is directly linked with the MLS in your area so they're updated immediately, it's accurate information, it's regulated, and it's actually purposeful for them to be able to find a home and not be disappointed. But here's a critical step. You don't want them looking at houses that are gone and then getting disappointed. Disappointment will ultimately, over time, end up on your shoulders because you did not give them the avenues to where they can win and be successful. So whatever your preferred method is for your client to search for homes, this is when you teach them how and where you want them to search. This too is saving you time and heartbreak for them potentially. Now slide number 11 says step four, negotiating. Now, we know that buyers have three pain points. I've already told you this several times in many of these podcasts, but I'm trying to drive it home. They are fearful they will miss out on a better home. They are afraid they will pay too much and that the one that they pick, that there might be something wrong with it and they've fallen in love and now it's it's a deal breaker and something's wrong. Those are the three pain points that they have. We're covering those pain points in this presentation all along the way. This is where we talk about how we will research values based on on listing price of the home uh, and put our best foot forward. I let them know that their main focus is to make sure the home works for their needs. They will only look at homes they can afford. So I'm not necessarily worried about them overlooking at homes because I'm not going to let that happen. Now, I want them to fall in love with something they can actually get, and then we're going to figure out how to put our best foot forward, and negotiating the contract is a critical part of what we do with the other side of the transaction. So make sure that you submit a strong offer, fair to both sides. Give the seller an opportunity to say yes. Keep it as clean as possible. Don't add, you can't imagine some of the crazy things I see written and special stipulations. It's an 11-page contract, people, here in Tennessee. It's already been spelled out. 
some of the creative things that they want people want to put into and agents want to put into a contract that make absolutely no sense give sellers pause and they look for opportunities not to say yes we want to create our best foot forward a fair price for both parties and to keep the offer clean and it's easier to negotiate a clean offer it's also easier to negotiate a contract when you know all the terms and understand the terms of the contract how to get your buyers in how to get them out you've got to do your due diligence on this we've already driven this home in other podcasts but i've got to remind you you need to know what it says how to get them in how to get them out now slide number two or number 12 says once you find your dream home and then we list four bullet points under that statement one we write an offer two inspections three negotiate repairs and four appraisal we want them to know once they found the home there's another four steps to get them to closing now i let my buyers know that once we're at this point in the process i really start to shine and this is where i earn my paycheck the whole time i'm calling out the three pain points i've mentioned before without actually saying them out loud now i want to relieve those pain points gently and build confidence and excitement I also want to give them permission to dream and fall in love even deeper with the home without worrying about those next steps of inspections and negotiate repairs and the appraisal. Now remember, people will not remember what you say. They will remember how you made them feel. So give them permission to feel. Every time you call them, think about what you've got to say and how you're going to present it so that it's positive, that there's a way to uh, for them to get through the process that's not stressful. It's going to be stressful enough without us adding burden to that with how we talk and the negativity sometimes agents have. You know, there's always a way to figure out something. If not, we'll get out of the contract lawfully and move on to the next house not a big deal now depending on the timeline allotted in this consultation at this point will depend on how much time we spend on this slide there's a lot to say but here's a short version i say to my buyers if try if time is kind of a of a crunch now remember there's four bullet points write an offer inspections negotiate repairs and appraisal so i say guys there's no such thing as a perfect home in the world in this world but there is a perfect home for your needs and what you're looking for excuse me and what you're looking for because out of the many homes that we will see online excuse me and narrow them down don't be shocked if you want to write an offer on the first house we walk into because remember it's not the first house we've seen We've seen hundreds of homes and picked out the three to five best ones. And of those three to five homes, we've chosen to visit the best one first. Also, once we're under contract, we will hire a professional home inspector to comb through the home's condition. Again, there's no such thing as a perfect home, but we're going to make sure it's still perfect for you looking for any deal breakers that are found. Now, of course, all homes have a honeydew list that can be created ready and waiting, but we verify that there are no major issues we want to avoid or that we want to ask the seller to address before we actually take possession. Then the best part is we have an independent third party to verify we haven't allowed our emotions to cloud our judgment 
Therefore, we'll have an appraisal done to verify that we are paying market value. I've covered all three pain points in one slide. Once again, we're not there is a home for them. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be perfect for them. They're not going to miss out on anything. That the condition is going to be verified and there are no deal breakers. They're not buying somebody else's lemon. And then we're going to have an appraisal done so we know we're not overpaying for the home. All three of them are covered in that slide. We're driving this home. Now I want to hit the three pain points in different ways throughout the rest of the presentation in more subtle ways, but they don't know it's happening. I'm not saying you've got three pain points that I'm going to address here, and we're going to go through this one. It, it's not like that. It's just presented subtly. Now, slide number 13 says simply close. Now, this slide is all the hard work that we've led up to brings it home to this slide. We've done our due diligence and that due diligence is now paying off. It's time to move into the closing phase. Now slide, slide number 14 gets them ready for what close actually means. It says, get ready to sign and has a picture of a hand signing a document. This drives, a home, drives home the point that this is a legal process and letting them know that there are a lot of documents that our state and federal regulations require them to sign. Now, I let them know that we have a closing attorney that will be able to address any questions with the paperwork that they will need to sign. My friends, we're not attorneys and we don't play one on TV either. Stay in your lane and don't speak on what your license does not allow you to say. That's why we have closing title companies and closing attorneys take care of the closing process. Plus, who wants to read and understand 400 pages of that they're signing? Put that in the field, in the area, in the lane of the attorney. But prepare them for the amount of documents that they will be signing. And a lot of times it's just fun to uh, kid about, you know, they're going to ask for your blood type and their shoe size next, kind of like we do with the mortgage and lending process. Um, all right, slide number 15 through 17, 15, 16, 17 are slides that quickly touch on our social proof as a company and some of the accolades we hold. They're very quick. We blow through them. It just creates a little bit of street cred. We're just driving home our value and that they are, they are working with the very best in the market. Now, slide number 15 is a picture of Dave Ramsey, and we touch on our relationship with Dave and that we've sold him homes and even the land that he built his house on. Dave Ramsey has his own real estate license, and he's still used to sell real estate to help him buy you know, properties and the property that he's living on, the dirt that he's living on right now that he built his house on. Used points like that that you can drive home that everybody needs your expertise. Now, even when I was doing this in the corner office here at our office in, in Cool Springs, I'd sometimes point out the window because you can see Dave's office or house from our office up on the hill. It was kind of fun, especially if the people in front of us were uh, endorsed local providers or came through Dave Ramsey's website. So slide number 16 shows how we've been ranked the best in the business by the uh, in Tennessee by the Wall Street Journal. That's a name that they recognize. Slide 17 can be a picture of uh, you winning an award if you've won any. Uh, if not, leave that out. But really, quick slides going boom, boom, boom. You've already gave them the value of the process of what you're going to do. A little bit of social proof. Don't harp on you. They really don't care, but it gives just a little bit of social proof. And then slide number 18 is probably one of my favorites. And also, you don't want to miss this opportunity. We have a slide that says we have a 99% satisfaction rating with our clients. 
And then on the other side is a pie that says like, you know, 65% of buyers are happy with agents in the regular market. So man, I'm killing it. I'm like 50 times, 45 times, 30 times, whatever that math is, better than the average agent out there because 99 say that they will use me again and refer me to their friends and family. And that's the part that I that I focus on right there, that these people that are in front of me right now, they're likely going to buy three to five homes in their lifetime. I am giving them permission to not only love me and see my value, but that they can use me in all three to five times that they do that, not to mention their sphere of influence and their family along the way. I'm asking for referrals in a subtle way by showing them that 99% of the people that use me uh, refer business to me. So it's a very gentle way of going, hey, would you mind you know, putting a list of three to five people that you know will be buying and selling in the next uh, three to six months so that I can call them and harass your friends? It's not that. It's more like, hey guys, 99% say they use us again and they tell their friends and family about us. I'm sure that will apply to you as well. We'll make sure of it. So don't miss that opportunity. We give them permission to enjoy this process and let them know that the pressure is off, that they can begin their satisfaction and referral process from day one. They talk the most about you when they're the most excited of getting a house under contract. Make sure you're friends with them on Facebook, that they tag you and that you add a few pictures of them in the process that you snapped while they were falling in love with that new kitchen they're going to be you know, enjoying in a 30 to 45 days. So slide number 19, we show a picture of our team. Now, in our particular instance, and wherever brokerage you land at, you may or may not want to do that, but I want to show the fact that we've got a family around us that are real estate professionals. This lets them know that we are all human and we are a family. It also is the time that I take to tell them that if I can't personally unlock a door for them, that I have 26 other agents available at my disposal driving home the fact that they won't miss out on their dream home again in case I've got you know my calendars booked and I can't get to them after work when they want to see this hot new listing that just hit. I've got other agents available in my office that can help them get in that door. And then, of course, I'll still be there to write the offer and work through the process with them. That is, again, taking stress. Slide number taking the stress off of them. Slide number 21 through 25 in our presentation induces, introduces them to our five full-time support uh, team members that will ensure this process goes smooth with them. They're crossing the T's, they're dotting the I's. Uh, we have a picture of each of our team members and a quick reference of their role in the company. I let them know, you know, 90% of the time, I'm going to handle this entire process with them. But if any of the team members call, they'll say, hey, you know, this is Marion. Kenny wanted me to call and go blank and say blank and do blank. So it just drives home that we've got support staff that are going to cross the T's and dot the I's and make sure this is a rock and roll process. If you've got that, put that in your presentation. It, again, builds more street cred. They don't have to pay any extra for the people that we have available there to support them no additional charge, which is beautiful. Now, slide number 26 says, are you ready to find your dream home? This is where you like sit back and you smile and you wait for them to nod their head, yes. Slide number 27 says, any questions? Give them an opportunity that you've likely, honestly, answered most of the questions along the way so far, but if you didn't, there's something they had, when they start asking questions, make sure you slow down, stop, and listen write down their question on the pen pad you've already got in front of you. 
uh, and then answer that question. If it's multiple layers, answer the multiple layers of it. Don't miss the opportunity to answer their questions and relieve any stress points that they may still have. All right, slide number 27 simply shows our logo. The presentation is done. You provided the value. You've hit all the pain points. Now it's time to actually be hired. This is the part where some people panic and they're like, oh my gosh, what if they say no? They're not going to say no. Trust me, I've done this countless numbers of times. They're ready to hire you because you just provided more value than they could shake a stick at. So they want you and you've proven the fact that they're not the one paying you, that the seller is likely to pay you, at least in Tennessee, that's how it works. So I usually have a buyer's representation agreement already filled out. I'll pull out that document. I'll go, this is a buyer's representation agreement. This is where you hire me to represent you in this process. It gives me permission to take you into other people's homes and to show you those homes and then to write an offer on your behalf in order for you to purchase the home, which is what they want. They want permission to go into people's homes. They need me in order to do that. They already know that. Now, our buyer's representation agreement in Tennessee, it used to be one page. Now it's like four pages, but really it's a lot of definitions. So I'll go through and give them a summary of like, this is the dates that we're hiring me. We have an easy exit if you need to get out or choose not to buy, that's okay. But here's the time frames that we're working together. Here's some of the definitions that's required of you. Here's some of the definitions that's required of me. Both of them pretty much summarize that we can't lie, cheat, or steal. We're going to be honest and we're going to do what's right. And uh, all that we do is in good faith and moving forward with the purchase. And then it shows them how they can get out of the contract and also uh, what I'm going to get paid and who's going to pay that. It says most of the time that the seller will pay the commissions for us, but they are responsible for my commission. And I put that commission in that blank in the event that that seller or for sale by owner or somebody is not going to pay it, that they'll do that. So everything that I've already covered in the presentation is in this. The last page has an opportunity for me to sign. I sign it, date it, and then I turn it around. I put it down in front of them and set my pen down. And I just wait a mere moment. One of them will reach for it and sign it. If there's two people there, usually the one that makes the decisions is the one who signs it first. But that's whenever you get hired. You gently take that back. You put it over to the side. You tell them you'll scan and uh, print them a copy on the way out. And then they've got a copy of it. You've been hired. And now you're officially their agent. It's not hard. Don't let that part intimidate you. They want to hire you. You've got value. Uh, if by chance, on a slim chance, that there is pause at that point, offer them, say, look, just take this home, read it, make sure you understand it, call me with any questions. Whenever we find the first house we want to go see, bring it with you, signed, and then I'll be able to let you in the house and we can move forward from there. Now, that takes the pressure off them signing at that moment. Uh, if there's a way that you can ask a question, is there any reason that I've not answered that you would keep you from signing this? Is there something that you're unclear of? And say, no, no, we just, we, you know, we want to read about it. We want to pray about it. We want to sleep on it. You know, we want to make sure this is the right decision. Then encourage that. Let them sit at home with them. But remind them, in order for you to unlock that first door, they've got to sign that. Uh, and also bring a secondary copy when they actually do so that they have to sign it in case they left it at home. But it's not a big deal. If you don't put pressure on this and stress and angst into this, they won't feel it. They'll naturally do it. It's not a big deal. Now, don't go through all the trouble of this presentation, getting them in the office and skip this step. People go through all this and then they don't get anybody to hire them. 
And then they, they wonder why they called a sign and got hired and somebody let them in the door and they bought with somebody else. You've shown your value. You've earned the right to close this, close the deal and get hired. After they sign, thank them for their time, escort them out. Don't dump them off and say, all right, see you later. You know, walk them out. Be intentional about this process. This is also as critical getting them out of your office is as critical as getting them in and making sure it's comfortable. Be intentional. Have something. Maybe you have swag or something with your logos on it. So, guys, I just wanted to give this to you. Everybody's a winner here. You know, take this home. Enjoy this mug or this koozie or whatever it is you have to give. Uh, and just be sincere in thanking them for taking 45 minutes out of their life in order to get through this process and just smile and encourage them. It's going to be so much fun and you're looking forward to it. That builds confidence. All right, my friends, that is your multimedia presentation. If you need to put it on napkins, hire somebody to do it, but it's really keep it simple. Less is more. Don't fill up the page with stuff that they've got to read. Merely have slides and visual cues to remind you what you need to say. And it's pleasing and they can feel it when they're looking at it. So put some time and effort into this. Don't throw it together. There's probably several options on the internet you could Google and people have uploaded. Just make it your own. That's it for today, guys. Please take a moment of your time, give us a five-star review, and leave a positive comment. That's how we get the most exposure for this content that we're giving away to you for free. We want as many rookies and aspiring agents to learn this. It makes our industry better. I get asked, Kenny, why are you doing this? Why are you pouring so much time in and it's all free? It's because I want to make our industry better. I want you to win. It feeds my soul. I want my agents in our company to win. So it's a multifaceted for me. Our agents get to hear it and you get to enjoy it as well. Guys, special thanks to Scott Parker, my producer extraordinaire. This podcast is powered by the Selms Real Estate in Franklin, Tennessee. And the content is written by me, your host, Kenny Stevens. Until next time, my friends better your best.